the ASCO Leaders Reading Podcast with Jeff Barton. I'm Russell Clark. Um, I'm Deputy Head Teacher at Haslandon High School. Um, and my role within ASCO, I've been a member now for three years. And uh, in the last year, I've been the chair of the Teaching and Learning Committee. And uh, Russell, you throw yourself into all kinds of things. I mean, you're very keen uh, on running and things like that. Are you a keen reader? Have you always been a keen reader? No, so I wanted to be really honest, actually. I feel we talk about imposter syndrome or feeling like a fraud, and, and this would be very true, actually. I think growing up, if I reflected, not at all. I think it was something that I spent a lot of my youth playing sports and lots of other pursuits, and it's only as I've got older that I've realised I'm sort of a late but strong arrival to the parties, I would put it, and that I... I see reading really as, as a privilege and with two children at five and eight it is a privilege when you get those opportunities yeah. but but I've also seen the benefits and what it's brought to me as a definitely as a leader that ability to just to question my own understanding on certain things and also that opportunity for reflection and that space to reflect I have to say the last 18 months I've spent really targeting trying to read and listen to a wide range of books to broaden my understanding of school leadership myself and to explore sort of passions and interests really all of, all of that suggests that you're probably someone who reads more non-fiction than fiction and certainly your first choice is a non-fiction choice isn't it? autobiography great one so let, let's go to your first choice so i've opted for a promised land so that's um Barack Obama and and again if I can just frame where I'm at really I, I listen yeah. to a lot of audible in the car so yeah. I've, I've opted not to go with the news in the morning on the drive to work given in Covid times I found that really difficult to have that negative drip feed and I, and yeah. so I think I'm I'm halfway into this book and in fact on a, I laugh because I put it on 1.2 speed just so I can get through books quicker but it suits Barack Obama's self-titled slow Hawaiian twang so um, <laughs> But, but it is good to be able to use that time and that opportunity is almost like a CPD on my drive to work. Sort of some of the good. some of the criticism of the Obama book was that it's a little bit self-indulgent, a bit too long, uh, that it doesn't doesn't embrace controversy enough. I mean, how, how are you responding to it so far? And that's really interesting that you say that because it is long. I think it's 29 hours of uh, narration. I think I made it 23 with the 1.2. But um, possibly it's definitely self-indulgent, which he, he opens with that to say, I think he's got two volumes. I think there's a further yeah, volume to right. come. Um, but actually, when is he avoiding controversy? What I love about how he frames it, he, he approaches this from a real human being approach if you will he's not as the president of the united states he tells you about his fears his worries uh, his guilts uh, where he's found difficulty he's very honest for me in his approach about what he didn't achieve despite what he wanted to achieve but but the big thing honestly that it's made me do i often like if you take someone like barack obama who for me i think is a real People person, he approaches issues with the language I'd like to try and use and emulate. Um, and I just think the way in which he approaches things, he's just, he's never steered away from his principles. And it'd be very easy to do, given the challenges he's faced. Yes, I totally, totally uh, agree. And uh, for, for all that some people like him might say it's self-indulgent, it's so beautifully written and i i, I was just it and it, it kind of exudes optimism doesn't it it's lead, leadership i don't know if you've watched the west Wing, but i'm an obsessive west wing <laughs> watcher which shows us politics as it could be and i think he demonstrates that in so many ways 
Well, I think that if when it certainly in the early chapters where he's talking about that campaign and what is that yeah. whole idea of change and opting for change and you know really getting the country along in that view and definitely the boat into that. I, I do think he, as you said, for me, it is a beautiful read. Genuinely, I just find myself engrossed in it and the way he his ideals have never changed and they could have done and so many on that sort of when we talk about that campaign they say things that they don't ever mean he never steered or let his team steer from his core values and, and there's very few people that i see certainly in those type of roles that could ever say that yeah absolutely now you, your second your second choice is a book which i'm not sure I, I particularly noticed but it's come to the fore during the pandemic it clearly speaks to people during this so tell, tell us what it is and why you've chosen it so the, the book is called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse. So it's a gentleman called Charlie Mackesy. And what's beautiful about it, I, I tried to say why I read this book. And really, it's everything that I believe we need in the, this pandemic. And just as crucially, I think it's everything we need as communities as we emerge from it. It can be read in 30 minutes. Uh, and I, I honestly believe it's one of the meaningful activities left in the current restrictions. So if you've not already done it, I'd urge you to do it, and then I think I'd prescribe it with a brew, a couple of biscuits of choice, and the quietest <laughs> hiding place you can find. Um, but what it honestly does, and you're right, in one image, so usually it's sort of framed, I'm just going to give you a few examples shortly, but he, when he, on one page, you'll find a beautiful illustration that's very unique in style, and usually with a quote or a question, and it's based on four characters that interact with one another, go on different adventures, and pose some what I think are really fundamental questions about life and the way that you look at it. And the the things that come out are just that hope, love, empathy, compassion. And then as a leader, I just think that's something, and I link it to the last book, it's how I'd like to lead. You know, whilst there's some distractions, I just think it's everything we ought to be doing and considering and how we should be approaching problems. Mm. Um, Give us some examples. So I've picked three, what I think are just beautiful quotes. So one of them, I'm currently, one of my hobbies is wood carving. So I'm carving a big version of this for my new office in September, taking up my first headship. Um, and what I've, the quote goes, basically, there's a boy and a mole sat on a tree and you're looking at them from behind. So they just sat there, look like they're having that conversation. And it says, what do you want to be when you grow up? Kind, says the boy. So, and it all sort of centers. And then two more that I just wanted to share. So mm. one of the one of the greatest freedoms is how we react to things. And again, you think as a reader, anybody can take something from that. And then the final one, and you need the illustrations to really lift this. But what do you think is the biggest waste of time? Comparing yourself to others, said them all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. And I just think in each one of those, I've never known any book ever hit such a wide audience and be delivered at such the perfect time, really. Um, I, I, I totally agree. It's it's very simple, and it's very deep at the same time. You know, very it's it's extraordinary. How, would it would it work without the images? Do you think? No, definitely not. Because I'd have to set the scene. They tell you the story of where that characters at on that journey so whether they're looking into the distance or the horizon or something it's dark and eerie is the mood you know and somebody's going through turmoil you need the image to lift the that it fits together so no you, you couldn't and mm. and they're just beautifully i think the only thing that matches the words is the illustrations it's fantastic it um, is 
it is. Yeah, it's and I've, I've bought it as gifts for work colleagues, for students to thank them for contributions they've made to school. And I even made my own children give it as a present to my wife for Mother's Day. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just think I tried to summarise at the end what I want to say. And I, I, I'll say this. I can't think of a book that's given so much to so many by so few. Mm. Um, and and yeah. I can regularly pick it up no matter what my mood is. It'll capture the mood, but also lift it. And I just think yeah. that's lovely. Fantastic uh, testimonial to that. And let's go to your third choice, which is one that certainly I hadn't heard of. It's a fairly niche one, isn't it, in a sense? It definitely niche. So <laughs> you don't have to be. So it's called Traceless, and the, the subtitle is Exploring the Spirit of Fell Running. Um, and it was bought, my wife bought it. This is where we're at as um, getting on a bit. We either buy each other coffee machines or books. <laughs> but anyway, it was a Valentine's Day present. So... It's 70 pages, and basically it's um, Jeff Cox, Heather Dorr, uh, one's an artist, one's a writer. They blend those two things together and have a shared love of fell running. And I think they they talk about a Venn diagram, that the overlap is the fell running. But they, you can tell how they just so eloquently talk about what fell running uh, can offer and really what I'd say to the people listening to this it isn't about fell running for me fell running is my way of escaping reality lifting myself out of the moment of the worries of the day to day you know who's picking the children up what work jobs I've got to do deadlines I've got to meet I, I can step away from all of that and it looks at fell running in its widest sense and basically why do we do it how does it make us feel that feeling of being remote or in the wild away from constraints and pressures I just think it offers so much for me. I like the challenge of it. I like the time for reflection. I like the creativity it offers. You know, there's so much that this this book for me spoke about all of those things. And, and really, I sort of put this book in, not necessarily that everyone's going to re go away and read Traceless, if that's not your area of interest. But I hope you find a book that does the same for you is sort of my... It, it, it's interesting because some, some people would say, well... You know, we, we, we lead stressful lives, we've got stressful jobs, and therefore what I do is an activity which takes me out of it, like you described, fell, mm. fell running. But then to read a book which is holding a mirror up to that, which is essentially what you're doing, isn't it? So it kind of it reflects what your experience is of actually doing it. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's very pretentious. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, but it does because it, it sort of... They've how they articulate what fell running gives to them is is how i feel and, and what's nice about the book is how it then resonates and you feel it's part being part of a community that i, I understand is not the broadest of communities but i tried to think of so it puts big problems into perspective when you go and run up a mountain or take yourself away into the fells into a remote area it just allows that moment to actually reflect on yourself it gives you that headspace the amount of times I find solutions to problems, particularly in work, when I've you know laced my trainers up and I've gone for a run, and I just think, really, what the what I wanted to offer from this book is how important as leaders that we have those areas of interest that are just for us that are can be a little bit selfish, but that make us better versions. And I think I'm a better father, a better husband, and a better leader for making those moments and getting myself out of the you know the rat race for a, for a period of time that's been an incredibly uplifting and optimistic conversation russ clark thank you so much for sharing your choices of books with us thank you ascl ascl